Welcome to the Voice of the Forest podcast for The Bad Batch. We're doing another episode today. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yo. And Noma. How's it going? Not too bad. How are we doing on this fine, fine summer day? Spring, summer? I don't know. It's one of those. It's nice. <laughs> well, it's June now, so it's, it's full-on summer at this point, but... Yeah, it's almost there. Not yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I want it. I want it to stay like this. I don't want it to get hotter. I mean, I'm alive. That's <laughs> all we could ask for. Exactly. Ed, you want to let the listeners know what episode we are covering today? Yeah, these are the events of the Bad Batch episode six, decommissioned. So we're going to go over what happened, what may happen for future episodes. And if we spotted any Easter eggs in this episode, we're going to point those out for you as well. But I do believe that we have a winner from our May 4th giveaway. We do. It ended on May 30th at 11.59 p.m. And we drew the winner on the 31st. And I have contacted them. And the winner is... <laughs> at Sean Sig on Twitter. Congratulations on winning our May 4th, 2021 giveaway. And uh, we'll... Be sending that uh, new game out to you once we get our hands on it. So thank you for entering, and thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast. Much appreciated. Oh, yeah. Noma, do you want to let the listeners know how they can contact us, please? Of course. If you want to get a hold of us for any reasons, you know, questions, queries, comments, you just want to yell at us because you didn't win the contest, whatever it is, you can find us a variety of different ways. Uh, the easiest one is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, which is voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episodes really does help with the growing listener base and is very much appreciated. And finally, you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility and following or subscribing for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. This is going to be your spoiler warning for this episode. If you have not watched episode six decommissioned of The Bad Batch, please pause here if you're going to go watch it first and then come back because we're going to be going into a lot of the plot points and spoilering a lot of things. Um, so with that said, let's get into the episode. On this episode of The Bad Batch, Decommissioned, uh, we basically open it up with uh, Omega learning how to use her new energy bow, which we forgot to talk about at the end of last episode <laughs> during our discussion. Oh, but yeah, she got it from the well, There's so much to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so she's learning how to use it. And, you know, she's shaky because her arms are kind of super, super weak. And uh, we find that they have a new job coming from Sid. And uh, they're going to a... A decommissioning facility on Corellia to pick up a head of a tactical droid from the Separatists and uh, it's the last one so they gotta go get that but before they do Sid picks up the energy bow is like gotta do this and then she like just lets three bolts go off the, the bow and hits bullseyes every single time which was fantastic 
Then we uh, we head to Corellia with the Bad Batch, and they're kind of underneath a freighter type uh, ship, like one that carries all the different like cargo containers. And so they come in to Corellia, land, and go into the facility and do a really awesome like stealth kind of introduction and like take out guys that are are working there and uh, trying to find the the head of the tactical droid and they find it but also there's two characters that get reintroduced in this and they go after the the droid head as well for their mission and it's the martez sisters from the clone wars season seven so they're kind of up against the bad batch and trying to uh, and omega they are trying to get the head and kind of also not be shot down by the the police droids that are in the area and there is a lot of them so as they do uh they kind of go it goes back and forth between the martez sisters and the bad batch for who has the head and uh the facility gets locked down and they have to reset the facility but then wrecker has to jump across a really long catwalk because uh, it's uh, got a big gap between it and as he does he hits his head again and starts uttering the words good soldiers follow and then it kind of uh, stops for a minute but he pulls the lever the place gets uh, unlocked and they get a lot of more police droids coming in to take them out and the Martez sisters and the Bad Batch start working together and come up with the idea that if they can use the droid tactical head to um, work on uh, getting the other battle droids in the facility attacking the police droids then they can get the hell out of there and so tech works on the little droid head and they get out but the head is destroyed and so as they're leaving they're talking about you know why they had the job and it turns out the martez sisters were going to use it to have help people fight the empire and uh hunter uh gives her the data stick that tech gave or used on the droid and pulled all the information out of it and gave it to her and at the end of the episode, we see uh, the Martez sisters talking to someone on a hollow call. And it turns out uh, that they are working with possibly the Rebellion. So that's very interesting. And from that then on, there is uh, the Bad Batch just kind of flying off into space for the next episode. And that is episode six, Decommissioned. All right. So what did you guys think about this episode? Ed, did you want to start us off? Yeah. Um, this one, it felt like they actually had direction this time. Like they weren't just running. There was something to do. Yeah. So we got to see them kind of mm -hmm. use their skills again. I mean, they always try to show it off as much as possible. But this one, especially, it was just like, okay, we're here to do a thing. Tech, get ready. Wrecker. Well, Wrecker, a whole situation in this episode, really. Yeah, with Wrecker in this episode, we knew it was coming. We knew from the, the first bump on the head that it wasn't sitting right because this guy just runs into stuff. It can run into walls and something <laughs> that doesn't affect him. But this, little, this little bump, the same when, spot. When was the last episode where he didn't hit his head? It's been every episode. Think, right? like, like Every episode <laughs> since the crash landing on the moon, yeah. he hit his head. He, but he's so thick-skulled that it just took so many hits for it to finally kick in, right? Yeah, yeah. And then again, because he's those things, he's just like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how that's gonna affect that's gonna affect the rest of the season. But Tech seriously needs to hurry up, and if he hasn't finished that, 
device he's been working on for the last four episodes. He really needs to mm-hmm. kick that into gear because that's been ridiculous. I the think it's going to come just in time for sure. This well, just in time was before this episode. I think the, just in time is like one... when he starts to act on it. Maybe, hopefully. I I feel like the way that this this season's been going, he's it's gonna happen and he's gonna flip out and then text like he's gonna do some stuff first before Tech actually gets his shit together and, and fixes Wrecker. Yeah. But the the one Tech scene I liked in this episode was when Sid's outlining the job. Yes. And Tech just like pushes his way forward and starts explaining what a tactical droid is, and she's like, that, 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 that. Yeah. My briefing. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. She's like, oh, thank you, Sid. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. The, uh, anything else there, Ed? Um... Man, this episode, I, it was going all right. Like, you figured, oh, yeah, time to practice with the bow for Omega and all that. But as soon as we get to the, the Toy Story factory, and, <laughs> and man. It's so true. And it's just like, like you, you got my live reaction for it. So it was just yeah, like, yeah. okay, oh, somebody's already in here to take the thing. It's like, oh, okay, there's another person in the job. Okay. And then the voice comes through. I'm yeah. just like, you got the Martez sisters. Voice. Yeah. yeah, you guys don't like them yeah. very much. I it, thought no, they were better no. in this episode. It, it's not that I don't like this the whole thing. Go listen to the previous episode for yeah, my thoughts. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it again. Yeah. But it's just to see them doing this now, it's like whoever their benefactor is or their whoever they're doing this for, like please let it be somebody for like the who's going to start the rebellion or somebody who's interested to fight or do something. Do we have an idea? Like, who do we think it's going to be that person? Because obviously if they're going to put that little Easter egg in there or like that little um, foreshadowing or whatever you call it, uh, that little tease, who do we think it's going to be? Because I feel like it's going to be revealed by the end of the season. See, they said he, right? Did they? Mm. Yeah. 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 He. And they only showed the part of thing, but nothing to give it away. So we don't know of aliens. So I have two theories. Okay. It's either going to be Cham Sandula. Okay. Hmm. But he's never been off Ryloth, right? So unless they they somehow get there. Or, well, he has been. But um, either Cham or it's going to be Maul. Huh. That would be interesting. Because he would be fighting the Empire at this because time. Right, right now, he's doing his own thing with the Crimson Dawn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These guys have to pay off and the it's right and after everything the, like that. The Venator you know, goes so, down with him on it. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah, Maul would be an interesting one if he's doing the Crimson Dawn shit. And, and if it's Maul, I'm justified in my Dryden Voss, maybe? Hmm? Dryden Voss, maybe? Yeah. It, yeah, which would then still be, be Maul, Maul yeah. in that sense. But, like, you know, it's... I thought it was Rebellion, honestly. Like, that's I, hope, my, I didn't hear the I fee. Mean, I want to be wrong. Yeah, I'm, yeah like, I'm I'm putting... My, I would be willing to put money on it being Bail Organa. Like, that was my guess. Because okay. the only thing you see in that hologram is, like, shoulder ruffles. The only right? other person we can think about, too, is, like, possibly Saw Gerrera, but it didn't look like him. Well, like, so specifically when I saw that... Like you only see his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like shoulder ruffles, and that immediately reminds me of that uh, shoulder cape that Jimmy Olsen wears. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know that the the Bail Organa costume. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. I thought it was Ahsoka at first, obviously because they have a connection to Ahsoka, and she eventually goes uh, to the rebellion and, and helps them out as a fulcrum. I mean, it's I didn't not. Hear, it's... I didn't hear he. So, uh, so that that 
completely just wipes that off. So it's 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 not a bad theory. Like the other thing that I was thinking of uh, when you mentioned that is where would Ahsoka get the money for a job like that? Right. I mean, the rebellion does have money. Is she with the rebellion though? At this so point, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's only been maybe a few weeks after Order sixty six, yeah. and we know what happens during Order sixty six with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been maybe like a month since she was with the Martez sisters. Unless, unless Ahsoka, well, I mean, she has the Force, so maybe if we're going off the old uh, Karen Travis books with yeah. like hard contact, um, but unless she's like the fastest grave digger in Star Wars, because yeah. they buried a lot of clones. They didn't I buried I them. They just, was like, I don't yeah. think they buried them, did they? I thought they just put I the mean, he, the helmets they, on the they, spike. Well, no, they had there were burial mounds, like there oh, were the okay. little mounds in the dirt, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, unless you could do that in like a day, yeah. I, I I assumed when I saw that that they had been there for a while to do that. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. So, but yeah, who knows? The right? other thing though is they mention um, that the they have information of like some other clones that have gone like AWOL basically, right? Did they? Well, like the Martez sisters basically said, "Hey, like we just on our job, we just encountered another group of clones who." Like we have information on a group of clones that are not working with the Empire that have, you know, are working by mm-hmm. themselves, right? So I, it, it yeah. could be like the Rex kind of Ahsoka area. Like that's where my my thought process was, right? Because well, Rex and, and Ahsoka and, don't know about the Bad Batch not being affected. Yeah, and then that's another reason I, I thought it was Bail because it's like, hey, if you're putting together a rebellion, you need people to train yeah. your rebellion clones that are on our side would definitely be a good way to go, right? Exactly. And the other Especially- thing... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, especially if they then learn from there that you know the Kaminoans aren't a hundred percent on the Empire side. I mean, exactly. we still don't know. It's right, gonna but... be really interesting. There's a lot of interesting threads that could be pulled in here, but we mm. we're just we just don't know enough information. Like, there's not enough shown to us to let us know that. Like, the, we get like the wrecker having his head hit again, like real fucking hard. Like he, his body weight going across and swinging across that chasm, that little like catwalk area, mm. and smacking his head against that pillar as hard as he did, like that. That's a, that's a lot of weight and a lot of momentum. I and, just find it funny that th- this must mean at this point that Beskar is vibration or is uh, shockproof. Yeah, because the because yeah, Din would have had like a turbo concussion from the droid you know, punching his face. Yeah, punching his yeah. head into the Architens wall, yeah. as opposed to you know Wrecker slamming his head off off a wall four times in a row. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's it's triggering hidden programming in him. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting because we get like we they give us what they want us to see, but then mm. there's like these hidden hidden underlying plot points that we just don't know enough to make any real guesses at. Um, like if we got any sort of like head under a hood or, or something or like a voice or, or like a modulated voice or something like that from this character at the end of the episode in the hologram, mm. that would give us something, right? If they mentioned something or anything like that. Oh yeah. But they, 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 they know wanna... people are looking for that, right? Exactly. They want this to be super missed. I mean, they're, you know, uh, Disney's good at that. They, you know, they did that thing with Marvel that I blew my mind when I first saw it where, you know. They they lied in the uh, game trailer, Avengers: Infinity War. Oh yeah, yeah. They they there was straight up a lot of stuff in that that they either changed or just you know specifically for added that. in that yeah just so that people wouldn't be able to to get the leaks as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, aside from 
aside from you know the main plot point of Wrecker getting his chip kind of activated and him shrugging it off, um, we get the the great line is uh, the Martez sister uh, Trace. I think uh, she was like, "Is there an Echo in here?" And then Echo no, comes up and is like, "It's the the other yeah. sister." Oh, it's uh, Rafa. Well, well, yeah. Rafa says something, and then Trace is like, yeah, Trace oh, "Is there an Echo in it. here?" Yeah. Well, no, Tra- yeah. Trace repeats the exact same plan that she says. Oh, and then I Rafa see. Rafa okay. says, "Is there an Echo?" And Rafa says to Omega, "Is there an Echo in here?" Yeah, and then and Echo's then, like, "Yeah." What do you need? And then I I laughed out loud with that. I thought that was just great. Yeah. Well, I I actually was. Like I'm almost uh, like, yeah, well, so Rafa, yeah, kind of impressed. Hmm? Rafa's the older one and Trace is the younger one. Oh, oh okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. So then it was Trace. Okay. Oh, okay, my bad. So Trace says it, Rafa repeats it. So Trace is like, Oh god, is there an echo in here? And then Echo shows up, yeah. What do you right. need? Well, yeah. I can help. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Like, I was actually impressed with that because I saw the is there an echo in here line coming. Did you? Okay. It, never occurred to me that echo would actually come in and, and oh, respond okay. to it though because it wasn't a funny situation at all yeah, no it was it was pretty dire because they were held down yeah 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 i mean i'll also I'll also be honest at this point like half the reason i can't remember the martez sisters names is i i really like you just don't care yeah i, I really don't like them that's fair but, and that's, a, that's honestly that's fair like them and sana solo just inhabit the yeah. same area and my, what's our actual name sana i can't staros. remember staros there yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just inhabit the same area in my mind. Where, <laughs> I mean, at least this time, Trace doesn't screw everything up by throwing a weird temper tantrum that takes two episodes to resolve. Yeah, and like they can actually have a but, decent conversation without just being, you know, assholes. But there afterwards. were so many. But there were so many. There were a couple of lines in this episode that really bugged me. Yeah, where it was like the one where I, I almost like I, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" was when a hunter is like oh yeah we're not you know we're different kinds of clones we're we're not bad we're, we're different you know yeah. we're, we're not we're not you know i can't remember what he says specifically but yeah. he was like we're not we're not your typical clones and uh traces or whatever Rafa. the older sister's name is yeah whoever the older one is it's like oh i've heard that before and i saw no, how that turned it. out i was like yeah i was like oh what oh last time you heard it you mean from the jedi who turned out to actually not be the same like all the other ones because she actually helped you Instead of getting people that you knew killed, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah. that was a bad example. You know, yeah. That's why you know you shouldn't trust people who say stuff like that. And I was like, what? What? Where's the logic there? It yeah. like, unless she, she was referencing something all. else. But at the same time, it's like, what else would would she be referencing? What right? What could she reference? Because yeah, she's on course right. the entire time. Right. Yeah, the entire time we saw her, because she had that whole thing where, oh yeah, I've heard that there are supposed to be good Jedi, but 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 but, but, yeah. but you lied to us. That's You're not evil. Arc, it's yeah. like. Yeah, it's weird. She, it's almost like she lied to you because you outright said how much you hated Jedi, and then she saved you at the end, and you had a mutual understanding. Mm. But nope, we slipped back into Durber. Don't trust you. You're evil. I did like how Trace character regression. Yeah, I, I did like how annoying. Trace saved Omega. Like at the like nick of time, I thought that mm-hmm. was really nice. Like they're young enough, like close enough in age that I felt like that was that was great. Um, just a fun little like connection for Omega. As a character, I mean, yeah, you're not gonna let a kid die. Like no, that, no, obviously you know? not. But I mean, like, who to save her, right? Like, good. I think it's a good choice to have Trace save her. Is that no, really? No, Rafa wouldn't have. But like, uh, Trace. She... No, Rafa. Yeah, Rafa probably not. Have. Yeah, probably not. Trace has already shown that kind of like think with heart over. Yeah, you could see that she was like, I have the head here. I can just leave, but this girl's gonna die, and yeah. I don't want that on my yeah. conscience. You know, I got to do the right thing. And honestly, it paid off for them because they got the the data afterwards. But see that's another thing that i kind of want to know it's the same thing where i mean it's not gonna, it's not gonna be too much depending on how they explain it but 
did they make a copy of that copy i don't think so they didn't okay they, so i hope they did because then i can yeah. complete their mission and civ will be happy but they didn't say they did and i could see tech doing it really quick the amount of time it took him yeah. to get it off of the droid and then to just make a copy again would take nothing but we didn't see him yeah, do exactly, it right yeah so that's something i'm a bit concerned about yeah but who knows maybe this is just a a way that they aren't supposed to work with sid anymore so that they can go back to the plot i mean it's it's, it's possible who knows right um the one thing i wanted to go over uh was the corellia decommissioning facility i love how corellia is now like i guess it was in eu as well but like the galaxy's industrial like planet for like hmm. factories and decommissioning and ripping shit apart and building stuff up well think about what's that what's on corellia right you have yeah. cc hmm. um you have the dockyards the, the dockyards everywhere there's a lot of shipbuilding that happens on Corellia. it's like the Detro- it's like the detroit of the galaxy no no or, no 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 no, no. Or like they built you know back back in like the heyday they built a lot of cars and stuff in detroit is what i'm thinking not anyway. just not just cars though like they they mm. are like or i guess ships yeah uh they're they do everything and it's like mm. other yeah, than droid decommissioning it's one of like the that. it's one of the biggest like human hub centers never yeah. i guess so, the yeah. empire had such an easy time with corellia yeah, yeah like the the way the way i've always seen corellia was that like what sets it apart from fondor or kuat or anything like that is the fact that corellia just makes everything that isn't specifically military mm-hmm. right yeah i mean the the you know the, the tantive five and uh the other blockade runners the, those are corellian corvettes right yeah they so also just... have the space to do that on planet as well. Mm-hmm. Kuat has the rings and space and everything like that because they just don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with same thing with Fondor, right? It's got the orbital shipyards. You know who I was yeah. hoping to see in this episode instead of the Martez sisters? Is it going to be the same person I thought was going to show up when Solo they said Corellia? Uh, young Han Solo. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I could one... totally see that being a job for him. Yeah, like I, I was wondering about, like at first I was like, oh man, are they referencing a Han Solo thing? And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't, I don't know the actual age difference between Luke and Han, but I know for Mark Hamill and uh, Harrison Ford, it's about 10 years. Yeah, he'd probably be so, about like 12 at this time, yeah, 13 so, uh, maybe. So that's why, that's the only thing I was thinking where it's like, maybe it, he's too young. See, especially with this new canon as well, like that, whatever, Proxima? Or yeah, whatever, Lady Proxima. She, mm. she was sending them out to do stuff, but it's more like to fuck with people. It's to steal from so people and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. So this wouldn't, this wouldn't cross their radar or anything like that. Well, it's so profitable that I thought that maybe Lady Proxima would have her, you know, finger on the pulse kind of thing. Probably, he probably wasn't the best one at this time. I mean, to be yeah. fair, Lady Proxima is not the fucking smartest person in the, in Corellia. <laughs> That's true. Um, the, a fake thermal detonator. Yeah. Oh my god, that was have, fucking great. I love yeah, Solo. Right. The, the only other thing that kind of bugged me with, with this episode was just... I mean, Dan mentioned it earlier. My God, there are so many police droids in this episode. I think, oh, they, like I, I think they took down at least fifty. Well, when the when the lockdown doors were opening, I thought to myself, "Man, I've seen separatist armies with less droids." Yeah. In them, that like literally Bad Batch episode one. I'm pretty sure they fought less battle droids in that opening scene than they yeah. did this. Episode. It just shows oh, it shows you the amount of security that they want in that facility, though, right? Like on Corellia. And if they have, if they're decommissioning battle droids, then they got to have some sort of ridiculous security. And it's probably, yeah, you think it's CSEC? Security yeah. droids? Uh, well, they didn't I specifically mean, say CSEC. But, but it probably yeah. would be with that many. 
I'm curious about it too, because I mean, we see the police droids on Coruscant; they look completely different, right? And yeah. these ones almost look like it looks like someone mixed um, HK. Yeah, and HK with I can't remember the ones that have those those ob- I can't remember the name of the ones yeah, that have I know those oblong heads with them. the little like clacky mouth things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like the, the one the from. Arms. Is it from Jabba's palace or from? Uh, from no, that, that uh, that's what I was thinking originally too. But it's from the Sandcrawler in episode yes, four. Yes, the Sandcrawler one, yeah, and he's yeah. like talking to whatever. Yeah, 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 trying to figure out what they're good at and stuff. Because the 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 one we're thinking of in Jabba's palace has a human. Yes, face. That, that one's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to say say here is voice actors. I I recognize another one immediately this time. Uh, Liam O'Brien was in it, but I didn't notice him <laughs> because he was a tactical droid voice that's modulated, and then a character named Bolo, which. I think was one of the guys in the I think he was the Ethorian. Yeah. But oh okay. the other guy, the Weequay, can anyone guess who he was? No, not Hondo. Sam Regal from Critical Role. <laughs> I mean you're man, yeah. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, that. it's Sam Regal. I've never heard him in Star Wars before and I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> I just love how you give us these things where it's like, hey, both of the other people who have never watched Critical Role before, can you guess who this is? I know, I know, I know, I know. Critical Role's <laughs> no, coming really. to an end for campaign two. I have to gush about it, okay? <laughs> Usually funny. I'm really good with voices, yeah. but that's Sam Regal, one, I, I yeah. don't follow it seriously enough because mm. I've watched a few, but not seriously enough where I'm able to pick up on that's you and that's you. I was just mm. like, oh, okay, this is happening. Cool. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that because the other thing too is Liam O'Brien and Sam Regal are like best friends in real life as well. So it's funny to see them as two uh, characters yeah. in a in a mm-hmm. bar. So I just thought it was pretty no, the, good. The the only person on that cast I could ever recognize is Travis Willingham, just because. Yeah, you know what? He might be in it eventually. Iconic. Yeah, it would be cool if he yeah. was. Um. Apart from that, though, uh, he was also Sam Regal was also one of like the the worker guys. And he's like, oh, lock it down, lock it down. Um, apart, oh, okay. But apart from yeah, that, yeah, no, that's uh, that's all I got. I think from this episode, I did love Sid being a badass and just being like pew 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 with the uh, energy bow. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. We were, Ed and I were talking before before the episode here, and he's like, "Yep, scorekeeper knows who she is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's that. That was a moment where she did that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so you are like you you are uh, you know you're your a badass." It's it like it immediately put in my head. It's not just being someone who's like a fixer, yeah, but it's one of the people who was in the profession long enough that they were able to comfortably retire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At the same time, though, that opening was hilarious. Can you imagine, like, going to try and get a drink at a at a bar, and you almost get yeah, you almost get skewered by an yeah. energy bolt? Yeah, I forgot about that lady. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! I'll come back later <laughs> or never. And then Sid was also very cool about the fact that Omega just broke yeah. one of her hollow tables at one point. Yeah, it just like singed the table. <laughs> Good for it. That's true. Anything else before we end the episode? I mean, oh, you know what was nice to see again because we haven't seen it. I guess we kind of saw it in the last episode, but being able to see the fact that uh a wrecker is still using a dc 17 yes yeah and the fact that i i got a glimpse of tech's rifle in it and they're still using the the original clone rifles right they haven't switched to e11s yet nice um, okay good catch so i don't think they will oh yeah probably not right they'll probably stick with the old tech yeah no, we'll, we'll see it. crosshair probably with yeah. the new stuff, like he, with the new tech, he, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He has yeah. a sniper rifle, so he probably won't. But like the other of the elite squad will probably be the first to get E11s. Yeah, 
We haven't yeah, seen Tech in a few point. episodes, or not Tech, uh, Crosshair in a few episodes, yeah. so I'm yeah, sure he's going to be coming up think soon. The next one will be either about him or it'll be their new training regimen or whatever. Mm. So either they'll give them full on like Death Trooper stuff now, yeah. so they'll actually have those blasters instead. Yeah, I don't think those are E11s. Those are something different, and I have to look that into. Them. No, those are I've got it in a book somewhere. I think they're like DL22s or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you guys I've hope gotten... is going to happen next next episode? Like we don't have no idea. Again, like Noah said earlier, back to plot, right? Is yeah, back to thing? like the main story. Yeah, because I, it's it's gone from like okay, we have serious plot and this and this is happening, this is happening, and things are in motion, but they're moving a bit too slowly. So we're gonna mm. do villain of the week for a bit, and then we're gonna transition somehow into back to okay, we've caught up and things are in motion again, but they're they've gotten to the point where they're almost complete, so we can start throwing you in now. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, these have been nice side stories. Like, it just kind of reminds me of earlier seasons of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But I do, you know, there, there's a lot of hanging questions, and it would be really nice to get some answers to that. Mm-hmm. On a positive note here, not that we're being negative, but I was talking to a few friends uh, this past week, and it turns out uh, I have some friends that are actually getting into the Clone Wars and, uh, like, doing, like, the full watch through now. So yeah, I, I feel like the Bad Batch has helped bring more people in now that they're seeing it on Disney plus all the time, every week mm-hmm. they're seeing it pop up. They're like, Oh, I guess I should watch the clone wars first and, and starting to watch that. So that's kind of cool. I just uh, thought that was a nice way to bring new fans in, right? Like it's just cool. It looks well, cool and people want to watch it, but they want to know the story before that. So mm-hmm. That's what you were saying before all this story, right? Cause we did that episode where it was just like, okay, so, you know, predictions on what's going to happen. They're thinking about moving clone wars to Disney plus and then we were having that discussion about, like, should they, shouldn't they? You know, because, like, oh, we're more Netflix subscribers than that anyway, but it's already on there, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just thinking, like, okay, is it going to be a feature as well? Or are you going to go back and watch that? But, like, the interest will be there, right? You want to know more. And because the animation style, especially from Season 7, is close to what this is. Oh, yeah. It's like, you want to see more? The only problem is, like, I, I don't want people to be disappointed going back because you know what you're bringing mm. up to. Yeah. And you have to keep that in mind. My buddy's watching through season one right now of season of uh, the Clone Wars. Yeah. And I said, it gets really good season four. <laughs> Just yeah, hold out. It's going to get yeah, there. That's why I always say, like, if you have to, if you have to watch seasons one through three for whatever reason, it's your first time watching it. They're not terrible. It's just, there's not an overarching plot. That's where you can look at episode descriptions. They don't really Mm -hmm. give you a lot, but they they let you know pretty much, oh, filler episode, not filler episode. Just remember not not to not watch. You need to watch the Bombad Jedi episode. Jesus Christ. I was about to say, you look at a description and say, oh, Jar Jar? Nope. Next one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. The yeah, the only other is a very small thing, but at a certain point, I I should go and double check because I'm not 100 percent sure, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure the uh, blaster pistol that the older sister was using was the same one that Echo and Hunter yes. use. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was. And I was like, where did you get the credits for that? Yeah, well, right. Actually, oh, it could be the contacts she was talking no, to at the point. end as well. Mm. But it'd be ironic if that was Echo's. <laughs> since that'd be funny who knows what happened to his second one yeah (laughs) that'd be hilarious all right guys let's round out the episode
Welcome to the outro of the episode, and uh, not much to say here apart from we're excited to cover the next episode of The Bad Batch next week, which is episode 7. We have no title for that yet and no synopsis yet. We have no idea what to expect, but if you would like to contact us, Ed is going to let you know how you can let us know about your comments, questions, theories, queries, yelling at us for you know getting something wrong or not liking the Martez sisters or whatever it is. Ed. How can the I'm willing to die on that hill? <laughs> How can the fine <laughs> listeners contact us? Absolutely. If you want to actually hear our little rants about the whole Martez debacle and situation that was on Coruscant in season seven, you can look at that episode on thevoiceofthefoce.com. Uh, we had quite a discussion about that. It's something to look into. So look at that for sure. If you want to email us about this episode, you can use. Our email, it's voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Subject line, you can put episode six decommission. You can put hashtag Martez Mayhem. Whatever you'd like to put in there. To, that's pertaining to episode six. Hashtag, is there an echo in here? No, nah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> we're on social media. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. You can find us at voiceforcepod. If you do retweet or repost any of our new episode tweets, it does help with growing our listener base. And we really do appreciate it every time it's done. And finally, listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you do leave a five-star review and a comment, it will help with visibility. So the next time you're searching up the podcast, it'll be like right at the top there. So if it's possible, it's very much appreciated. And if you're if so you inclined. Do, yeah. And if you do follow or subscribe for free, uh, you'll get updates on uh, an episode release. It's great. Like every time I'm in Spotify now, I'm hitting, uh, well, what's it called? It just says new releases on there. And when you see that, it takes you right to the page because all, all I follow on there right now is us. <laughs> yeah. And from there, it's just like, yeah, new episodes for updated June 1st. And I just press that and it takes me, oh, look at that. Star Wars and this and this and this and all you gotta do is hit play so it makes it really easy for you and it lets you know which ones you have not played yet so there'll be a little unplayed displayed on there it's really good awesome yeah I would just say like if you really enjoy the podcast and want to give back to us you can if you don't have to buy any of our merch or anything like that just letting your friends know about the podcast word of mouth or posting on social media it really does help with growing the listener base and like I said if you feel so inclined we very much appreciate it the reviews really help as well to help our visibility on each podcast platform. So whatever one you listen to on uh, to us on, you can you can do that. And again, we'll read it out on the podcast and show you out. Much appreciated. With all that said, guys, remember: good soldiers follow orders.